Welcome to the Conscious Women Entrepreneurs Podcast. This show offers wisdom, inspiration, and tips on how women entrepreneurs build their businesses and how they incorporate mindfulness and spiritual practices to become successful. I'm your host, Martina Thomason, a certified entrepreneur coach. I specialize in helping women entrepreneurs overcome limiting beliefs to get more clients and grow their income. Now, let's jump into today's episode. I hope you'll enjoy it. Hey, everyone, and welcome to this podcast episode. Today, I am super excited to introduce you to Angel Quintana. She is the founder of Holistic Fashionista, a community-based platform and print magazine based in Nashville, Tennessee, USA. She is an educator, New Earth mentor, holistic practitioner and mystic who has taught thousands of students around the globe. She was educated at the Global College of Natural Medicine in Herbalism, Nutrition and Holistic Health. Along with 20 years of self-examination, she healed her own body through spiritual practices, hermetic teachings found in the Kabbalion and her life path astrology methodology. Her passion has been dedicated to fifth dimensional consciousness, new earth creation, and more recently what she refers to as frequency medicine which requires an open mind towards the infinite possibilities to the restoring the body and mother Gaia from root to crown chakra and every layer in between. So thank you so much Angel for coming on this show today. It is such a pleasure to connect with you and to be able to listen into some of your wisdom from your long career within the field. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about um, where it all started and the journey that you've been on to where you are today? Okay. So I feel as if I've always been an entrepreneur. So I've probably had like a few real jobs in my life, but I think I've just always had the entrepreneurial spirit. Although I definitely didn't call it that back then. I don't think I resonated. I think entrepreneur was too big of a word to describe what I was ready to accept at a young age. Uh, but I have basically been working for myself, starting multiple businesses since my early 20s. Um, the one that really helped me grow was one that really put me in a financial situation. <laughs> and mm -hmm. it got me into extravagant credit card debt. So this was in my mid twenties, I was a clothing designer. I started my own clothing line and that went on for about five years. And I was basically investing in myself. I had gone to fashion school. I had a business plan. I was very serious. I had been a bookkeeper for many years. I've always been good with math and numbers and money and the whole thing. So that realization, that ambition is not enough to be successful. And I think I had really swallowed the pill that work hard and, you know, you'll get what you want, you know, and yeah. that is absolutely not true. <laughs> At least it wasn't in my case. So yeah. what happened is I got into extravagant credit card debt. I kept investing in myself, believing in myself, that whole process of uh, believing, you believe you can do it and you can. And 
And what that ended up with me, uh, uh, 11 credit cards in debt, had creditors calling me. This when people had landlines and had to disconnect the phone. And it was just really a dark period. And so uh, with me trying to get that business going for five years, I closed it. I had chronic health conditions because of trying to, uh, from working so hard, I basically worked myself to exhaustion. So I tried to pick myself up the best I could. That's when I enrolled in natural medicine school for my own personal health reasons, trying to figure out how to just how to get healthy. And that's when a lot of things started to dawn on me. And that's when I realized that what we've been fed to believe is not the whole truth. And that led me to what's going on, not only within our food system and just the bureaucracy um, of what's going on in the government and things like that, things I had no clue about at all. And uh, so that really led me down a journey of, I think, the awakening process. Um, I had already gone through several deaths in my life, but I don't think the, the grand, you know, destroying of, uh, of my old self really came until that business and my health deteriorated. So I spent my thirties, um, really focusing on health and well-being and spirituality. Uh, and that's when I was like, okay, I'm ready to jump back in and start a business again, but I didn't want to make the same mistakes that I had made before. So that's when I was reading a book and I was reading all kinds of books at this time, mostly business books. Cause I'm like, I'm not going to make the same mistake. <laughs> So one of those books was a book I picked up in the London airport. Um, I can't remember the name just off the top of my head, but one of the chapters was like, you know, you need to find a mentor. And I was like, oh, well, where, you know, I'm thinking Mr. Miyabi, you know, from, you know, Karate Kid, like, where do you find that? I don't even know what you're talking about. And so the first place that I went to go look was on LinkedIn. Um, I'm like, okay, there's a bunch of professional people there. Maybe there'll be some mentors, you know? So I remember posting in the feed on LinkedIn. And of course, like all these people came out of the woodwork. Oh, I'll be your mentor, this and that. So I ended up doing some interviewing of, of finding a mentor, ended up hiring somebody, working her, with her for a few months. And that's when, after working with her for three months, I realized that I felt like I was, like someone was trying to put me in a, in a box, right? Somebody wanted to fit me into a niche. They wanted to fit me into a market. They wanted to say, this is the path. And for whatever reason, I was like, but I don't think that's me. I don't think I'm that person. And I remember trying to create a website that looks like somebody else's website. So I could fit in here. And I'm like, this isn't it. This isn't it. This isn't it. And so I locked myself in my office for a week, a weekend, excuse me. And I was like, okay, I've worked with this person. I've read over 300 books on marketing, business, sales funnels, whatever. You know, what is what is my thing? And so that's when I discovered or co-created with the divine is how I prefer to call it these days, yeah. um, a, a process called Signature System. And it's a trademark system that I created, which is basically taking everything that you love, everything that lights your soul on fire. I don't care if it's dogs and the color yellow and, you know, beautiful fingernails. It could be anything. Um, <laughs> using that, that bubble, that, that, uh, organism of everything that lights you up and turning it into what I call a signature system, which is a step-by-step system that solves an urgent problem in the marketplace for what I call a kismet client. So you're always in service of your kismet client and so forth. So this became, um, a product that I ended up going out and selling. I was like, Hey guys, I have the same problem, you know, can't put baby in a corner 
you know, does it, do you feel the same way? If so, you know, I've got the perfect product for you. And that product really did put me on the map. So that became a very, very successful uh, one-on-one coaching program um, that I did very well financially. It wasn't something that I could scale because it was something that I was doing privately with people. So I was always trying to figure out, and this took me several years to figure out how I could turn that one-on-one process into something that I could turn into a school or something where I could serve more people. So that took a little bit longer to figure out. Um, But during that period, I was like, well, you know, one of the things that lights my soul on fire is astrology. So how am I going to interweave astrology now into this whole formula? And that's when I discovered a process called Life Path Astrology, which is another trademark system that I created using the same methodology that I did with Signature System, but now I'm doing it for the next process. And so that became me creating what's now called the Kismet Client Academy, where we use your astrological birth chart to help you understand what problem you solve, who you solve it for, what products and services to offer, all based on the same principle, which was signature system, but now we're using astrology to really get into the nitty gritty. So that ended up being some kind of miraculous thing that turned into a certification where now I'm certifying other people in the methodology. So everything started to just kind of become this, you know, pulley and wheel where it was just kind of working on its own. It wasn't uh, like trying, I wasn't trying to market anything. I wasn't trying to sell anything to anybody. I was just like, this is what I have figured out and it's blown my mind. And that was enough to be like, it's blown my mind too. And that's how people found me. So that's where I come to understand that, you know, the way that I do entrepreneurship is definitely not in a traditional fashion. There is not a lot of sales. There's, you know, there's marketing, but it's more of just your excitement for the thing that you're so passionate about uh, and letting the people that resonate with your energy be the people that you're meant to serve. And so this became you know, a phenomena, I believe in, in my world uh, at Holistic Fashionista of serving people that are just like me, you know, free thinkers, you want to do something that nobody else has done, but they can't figure out how to put all the pieces together. And so that is the short story of my entrepreneurship journey. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And it's so fascinating because you have quite a diverse background. You like, you have both the logical brain, like all the numbers and and maths and that sort of thing, but you also have that creative aspect of, of the fashion and you also have the herbalism and all of those things. So, uh, and, and that I like being an entrepreneurship coach myself, I, I see that a lot, that a lot of entrepreneurial people have so many interests so they're really finding it hard to to uh, pack it up and put a nice bow on top because marketing is telling them to have that specific niche like you said personally I've been in marketing for the past decade and you know really seeing that same thing as you're you're mentioning that the old-fashioned and maybe more like uh, patriarchal or how do you pronounce it yeah. um <laughs> yeah yeah that system the way i see it is that the masculine see things more compartmentalized like this is in that box and that is in that box and that is in that box whereas the feminine is more like flowing and um and, and that energy so i'm not saying like men are like this or females are like that but the energy behind it is more like flowy and so when you say that you're working with the energy of it all and astrology that is such a huge concept but narrowing it down in more of an organic way 
to who you represent rather than you know some created niche it just yeah it makes a lot of sense Thank you. Yeah, it's been it's been an incredible journey. And I honestly, the people that are attracted to me, I really have them to think. Um, yeah. It's really the kismet clients that have helped me stretch and grow in ways that I, I just don't think I would have. I think they've just been salivating and waiting for someone out there to present something that would actually resonate with what they're going through. So I think you're right. I think the entrepreneur wears many hats, as we know, but they all have, have many interests and everybody's telling them to focus on one thing. And, you know, I have a lot of Gemini in my chart and I tell people I can't work that slow. You know, so that's not going to be the answer. So we're going to have to find a different answer for me. Yeah. And, you know, the, uh, you probably heard about, you know, the human design has been like a huge wave and that is also based on um, Mm -hmm. astrology. So those two, I I suppose would, would work really well Mm -hmm. for people to understand what you're working with as well, like with your own chart. Absolutely. Love human design. I had a client actually do my chart. I'm a manifesting generator which I thought was pretty fascinating. So I love human design. I love all of the, you know, the arts that, you know, give you a tune into yourself. And I think that's the exciting part about being an entrepreneur is it's going to show you your weaknesses. It's going to show you your gifts. And as long as you're willing to look at both ends of the coin, um, you're in for a magical ride. And I have enjoyed the process. Even when I had that failed business, I don't think I would have come out with the level of understanding that I had today without that. So it was a, it was a big turning point in my life as an entrepreneur. Yeah. So um, you, you've accomplished a lot and you've like really created something beautiful. And because this is a podcast for conscious women entrepreneurs, I always want to ask my guests about their experiences and lessons around running that business and how it entails with your more conscious way of living. So how does running a conscious business look like for you in practice? I definitely don't have like the traditional nine to five, you know, uh, hours or anything like that. I definitely don't work on weekends. There was definitely a period where I, you know, was an uh, alcoholic, a workaholic. (laughs) And I worked 24 seven, I really still had that neuro pathway, if you will, from the old paradigm of work, 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 work. So once I realized that it wasn't getting to where I wanted to go faster. So what happened was I started making a lot of money from signature system. And any amount of money I made, it never satiated me there was it was like this There was no amount of money that was going to make me feel whole or make me feel good. So I had to look at that. And that's where I had to take a step back because it was no longer about making money, but I didn't know what the alternative was. And so once I took, you know, I actually got divorced. That was probably the next turning point Um, of just this, this isn't the lifestyle that I want. You know, I had attracted another partner who was also a workaholic. We had that in common. And it was just, I knew I wasn't going to be on that path anymore. And so I kind of had to let everything crumble again. You know, it wasn't like the business crumbled, but I had to let, you know, the, the attachments to whatever I thought was success. I had to let those go. And so that's where I really started learning, uh, learning and testing you know, the law of attraction, manifesting, things like that. Uh, it took me a while to kind of get in that flow, but I realized that my mind, and I would say anybody listening to the, or whoever's resonating with this, you know, specific episode, if you consider yourself an intense person, meaning 
you know, you get passionate when you talk, or maybe you get, you know, <laughs> drop some F bombs. Like you're just like, you got it kind of got that little fire in the solar plexus, you know, yep. um, that it has its pros and cons because yeah. the person that has the intensity, if they know how to channel it, it to its, to its benefit, you'll be able to manifest instantly. But if you use that passion and it fuels you for, you know, for the other side, then you're going to, you're going to see different results. So for me, I noticed that I tend to think a lot of negative thoughts during the day, even though they're not like, like, I hate myself. It wasn't like that extreme. It was just like, I would hang on to things longer, meaning like if somebody said a comment on my Instagram or something, I would hang on to that energy for too long. And I would, it would fester inside of me and I would talk about it. I would just make it bigger. And it was just, it was very dramatic, you know, but I was doing it all the time that it just felt normal. And so now I realize I'm like, well, I mean, if I took, you know, if I changed my mind and I have the power to do this, you know, it's a problem. Because this is a, you know, changing your behavior, changing what you decide you want to think about. And when those thoughts come up, you got to find, you got to have some tools to let it go. And so this is where I really started to go deeper into the spirituality, not only affirmations, but like, you know, little post-its on the, you know, the mirror and things like that. So I have all these little reminders now, you know, little crystals. If I start to get heated, I'll hold a crystal in my hand. Actually, right before I got on this call, I was doing the dishes because I was kind of hurrying because I dropped my dogs off and it was, I could see the pattern. I could see the old angel. Like, so I had to have a little self-talk, you know, I had to have some auto suggestion. I started to use that tool where it's like, no, you're fine. Everything's great. Everything's great. You know, you're calm. It's all good. So, you know, I didn't have those tools before. I may have heard of them before, but I wasn't actively using them. And so that's how I am able to benefit from being an intense person, because I think intensity is, is attractive, you know, intensity is as a magnet, but it can also do the opposite. It can really be intimidating for people. There's a magic and there's a flow that you got to learn how to use it. And that's been something that I have been learning in my journey as an entrepreneur on how to let go of things faster. Don't hold on things. Don't fester. You know, their problem is their problem. It's not mine. You don't got to take it on. You know, I have a lot of Virgo on my chart. I tend to be a perfectionist, but these are things that I know because of my birth chart that I can go, Oh, you know, Virgo, my moon needs nourishment. You know, it's feeling out of control. It's starting to get, become a nitpicker. Okay. I got to take a step back. How can I nourish Virgo? Okay. Mm -hmm. Virgo, let's go get a massage. Okay. Let's go listen. Let's go listen to some music, some calming music. Let's go sit out in the sun. Let's do something to let's clean out a drawer, you know? So I know that there's certain planets in me within my soul that need, that are out of alignment. They're not nourished. And so that has also been um, a tool that I teach with my clients of learning, what are you holding on to? But more importantly, which planet is saying, I need attention 
and you're not giving it to me and I'm not going to go away until you give me some attention, kind of like a child. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. I work uh, quite a lot with inner child stuff as well. Um, so I really resonate with that. You know, our uh, mind is filled with so many parts and aspects of ourselves. And I love how you're using the chart as archetypes. Like you're talking to that specific archetype as it is a person and then work together with it to get the best results for the whole. Yes. So what are some of your, obviously you've mentioned some of them, but what are some of the biggest lessons uh, from your journey as an entrepreneur so far? Well, working hard does not guarantee success. That is for sure, for sure, for sure. No, if you don't start a business around your soul's purpose, you're going to have to constantly be reinventing yourself. And so it's never going to feel truly like it's yours, like it's in alignment. Because I think what's happened is, you know, people hear the stories of these entrepreneurs who build these big brands and then they sell them and they make all this money. And that's very attractive, that that dangling fruit of, you know, oh my gosh, I could build this thing and I could sell it. And I could make all this money. I cannot imagine ever selling something that is my soul's purpose I, to, to sell holistic fashionista. I would, that would, there would be no purpose to live. I mean, it's, my, it's, <laughs> I, I don't see it. Like, it's just not a thing. So you know, getting into the lessons has been, you know, I'm not doing this anymore for just money. You know, I think in the beginning it was like, I got to get this thing off the ground. I got to get this thing making money, you know, before, so my husband doesn't think this is just a hobby or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and now it's like, no money is not the real purpose of business, at least not a soul-based business, not a business that's based around your soul's purpose. It's about being of service. Yeah. And so I think many business coaches out there have been selling the Kool-Aid that, you know, don't give away your best secrets for free, you know, save those for, you know, the paying in it. And I think when you come from that, you lose the energy of, um, of true service. You know, because the thing about the manifestation process and building something that's built to last is you've got to, you've got to, there's nothing in this world for free. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And compensation is in the form of either giving, which I call service or giving up something, which is letting go of a limiting belief or whatever that ends up being. And so you've got to, in order to uh, gain, in order to receive, you've got to give or you have to give up. And so to give to me is to be of service to me. That is to teach. That is the learning, the properties of the masculine, which is to give and learning how to receive is the properties of the, ma of the feminine. So if you're the one of the people that are like, I don't want to give too much, then you've got some wound around the masculine. Yeah. If you're the type of person who's always giving, but you know, you're not receiving, then there's probably a wound around the, the feminine. So yeah. this has been a lesson for me to be like, well, I, I love to teach. I love to give. I love to give. But for me to give up that mindset, that's been the, the part of me, the feminine that I have to nourish day in and day out because it's not, it doesn't come natural to me just yet. And so giving up in order to receive the desire, that will be my compensation in order to manifest that thing that I want um, has been a great lesson for me. And also a way to harness that intensity. Intensity is to realize, you know, give it up, give up, hold it on too tight. That's been one of my, my big lessons. Amazing. Yeah. So like you were saying, I just want to refer back to what you said about selling your business, because I see some people in the spiritual field uh, and psychology says that having a, a partner, a romantic partner is going to be one of your greatest 
uh, teachers because you see yourself reflected back, back in them so much. But I would also say that a business is both an extension of yourself, but also one of the best ways to grow because you are faced with your shit over yeah. and over again. <laughs> and in order for that to grow, like you have to grow with it. You're right. So when I holistic fashion, when I did the signature system workshop and that became wildly successful, I was making all this money, but I was not satiated. Even though I liked some of my clients, they were awesome people. Some of them are still my clients today. But what happened was, is it, it wasn't fulfilling me. So I'm like, okay, well, how could it not be fulfilling me when I actually created something that I 100% believe in? Yeah. And that's the missing piece for that was the kismet client, but that didn't come until later until I brought in astrology. So once I realized that I had to take a step back and be like, wow, this is not actually satiating me. Um, that was a mirror. There's yeah. something that the people that I was serving some of them I thought were amazing. Some of them I thought were kind of superficial. And so that was a mirror. So, yeah. okay, well, what have you been selling or what have you been um, emanating? What energy have you been emanating that you attracted 50% awesome, 50%, you know, a little super too superficial. Yeah. So that was like, okay, well, I guess I better look at that because I don't really want to, that person wasn't as gracious. That person wasn't, yeah. wasn't as had didn't have as much gratitude as the yeah. other people. So once I kind of went back to the drawing board and I brought in astrology and I said, oh my gosh, the kismet client is my 12th house. My 12th house is this Virgo Leo archetype. So that kind of led me down a wormhole. And so I had asked my, my tribe, I had a bunch of people in a Facebook group and I said, Hey guys, if I started, you know, introducing astrology and, and tarot into what I'm doing, like, would that interest you? It was just a question. And, you know, their long answers, 50% of the people said yes. And 50% of the no. And so I was like, I had to make a decision. Okay. I'm about to lose 50% of my clients because I'm like, but I really want to do this, you know? So I had to make a decision there. So I did, I lost those 50% of the people and I brought in astrology and I attracted an entirely like very evolved, very spiritually conscious, people that were doing things that, you know, I'm still learning. Um, so they were the greatest teachers for me because they were receptive in a way that I, I had never worked with that type of client before where they were like, this is blowing my mind. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys are my people. Yeah. So then as I got to know them more, which was just getting to know that part of myself, because again, your kismet client is your 12th house. So they are one twelfth of you. They are you, but not your whole you, just a little piece of the pie. And so they were teaching me about me as I was working with them. So I started to teach other courses, right? I teach a lot of, you know, manifestation and all kinds of different things now because of them, because yeah. now I'm, I'm linked into a part of myself that I wasn't, I was disconnected from before. Yeah. And so that has been the greatest lesson and the greatest teacher has been my clients. Yeah. So we gain a lot of self-awareness and we develop a lot as entrepreneurs, but did you ever have resistance towards speaking and living your authentic truth to the world? As far as spirituality, because I didn't grow up like with any religion or anything like that. So I never had, you know, I wasn't worried that my family was, you know, disowned me or anything like that. However, I did, once I, you know, went down the path, I got divorced I decided I was going to go down, really take the spiritual path, serve these new people. My entire friend group changed. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't talk to, I mean, every single person that was pretty much at my wedding, I don't even have a relationship with them anymore. Wow. And it wasn't like some big blowout or anything. It was, I felt like when you go down a new path, you change your frequency. Yeah. So now they, people just fall off. It's not even like you have a big, you, you can have a big blowout. But for me, it was just like, they kind of just faded away and the relationships just started to just, you know, not exist anymore and new relationships were popping up. So, um, as far as like resistance, I, I guess I was never worried that I was going to lose friends. I, I wasn't worried that like, okay, well, if that person left, like I'm going to be like de devastated. No, I, I think I, I'd gone to the place in my life where I, um, believed in myself enough to be like, you know, whoever's meant to be in my life will, and the people that are not will go. And that's fine with me. But I do feel like on social media, um, that was something where it's like, okay, I'm going to start talking about all the spiritual stuff, which I hadn't been talking about in the past, which is why those 50% of those clients were like, see ya, bye-bye. Um, obviously I'm, I was very active on Facebook for a long time, like sharing all of my, you know, insights and downloads, divine downloads is what I call them. Um, and you know, I would say that ironically it was the spiritual community people that I felt were starting to challenge me. Really? Yeah. Um, I remember on Instagram several times um, getting some jabs from some of the, the spiritual people. Quotes here. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I wasn't playing by all their rules. And I'll just give it a, a little example here. Um, so I put on something called the Empress Festival. I've been doing it for about five years. It's just a way to promote my clients. It's, a, you know, basically a, a online festival where uh, they teach a class, I interview all these things. Uh, and so um, I promote them on my social media. Well, I would get a lot of people saying, you know, where's the ethnic people? Where are the black people? Um, and I was, I would be like, how do you, first of all, how can you tell from a photo of, a, you know, on my page, what ethnicity people are? For, that was my first question. Like, wait, wait, hang on here. And because I had people that were all kinds of, so I, but I was, I didn't need to prove anything to anybody, but they're like looking to find a flaw. They're yeah. looking for something to either make them feel better about whatever issue they're having about ethnicities and, you know, making sure that we, I don't know, like, I don't know, affirmative action. I don't know where she was going with this, but I was just like, yeah. so I noticed those people would pop in here and there and they wanted to find a way to, you know, first of all, I'm, I'm half Mexican. Like, I was just like, what are you doing? So I feel like that's where I started to realize that the spiritual community is not as awakened as they claim. Yeah, yeah. And so my clients are very aware of this too, because we've had this conversation many times over um, about the, the, the pretend awakened people. And so yeah. that was new to me. I didn't know this because I was never really affiliated with, a, a, you know, a niche like this before. And so again, going back to my old work where it's like, okay, I'm not part of that niche. I, you know, I teach my clients, we're not going to, you're not in the health industry. You're not in the holistic industry. You're not in the spiritual community. Those are niches that have already been created. And you know what? We're going to make up our own over here. 
you know? And so that's where, you know, their signature system ends up being the, the the new niche that they're creating. So whether it's, you know, you're going to marry tarot and business coaching, and now you're the, you know, you've got a new niche. Now you're not just in the business marketing, you know, arena, you're in the spiritual business, you know, arena. So it's, you are creating these new niches because we, we don't, we don't resonate with the old niches. There's still, holes in those niches that haven't been fulfilled and we don't want to be affiliated where there is holes yeah for sure so um last question before we drop into the rapid fire questions at the end (laughs) of the interview you mentioned that you've had a mentor um so what would you say for your own personal experience has been the most beneficial for you in having a coach I worked for, with two coaches. One was the very first person and then she referred me to somebody else. And then that was the end because I did feel that everybody, everybody that I had hired up until that point was definitely trying to put me into a certain niche um, and a niche that I didn't resonate with. And so after I, I stopped working with mentors, um, I would say that the mentors I have today are authors that wrote books in the early 1900s. I just feel that the, the old, like the late 1800s um, books that talk about, you know, spirituality and in a, in a, I don't even think they called it that then, but they have information that resonates with me. Now, I also have the mentors like the, the Greg Bradens, who are like the geologists and, you know, Bruce Lipton, the biologist yeah. and, and those kinds of mentors that, mm-hmm. uh, you, know, you know, Bruce Lipton was actually an instructor at my natural medicine school. So those kinds of mentors, as far as like, you know, uh, even like Stephen Greer, who does all the alien stuff and uh, Joe Dispenza with meditation. Um, So I have like those kinds of mentors, but nothing, nobody I work with like privately or anything like that. Um, And then the people from way, way back in, you know, 300 BC, like the philosophers, Aristotle, Plato, Socrates, like those guys are my, are my mentors. So I tend to lean towards the old stuff and then the new stuff, as far as the mentors are concerned is going to be, you know, the, the people that are on Gaia talking about, you know, ancient civilizations and missing links and rewiring your brain and all of that magical stuff. So yeah, love that's it. Where I'm at. Yeah. Cause that's something that I see a lot as well like as I say I have my background in marketing and and there you're pretty much indoctrinated with saying like you need a niche and all those things and and I think that a lot of people that I speak to misunderstand the concept of a mentor and a coach because a mentor will tell you what worked for them and like you you should do it this way and and that way whereas a coach is more like okay what feels aligned for you like asking the right questions for them to come to the answers within themselves based on you know their values or beliefs or own research and that sort of stuff so yeah like definitely so many people that are trying to cram you into a box and telling you that it's coaching whereas in Mm. fact that's mentoring and and telling you something that has worked for them specifically which doesn't necessarily work for everyone so um yeah I'm glad that you brought that up also I just just want to say I am totally with you on the yeah that's my favorite, <laughs> the Kabbalion yes seven I love it live by them <laughs> yeah it's amazing like I bought this special edition one and I'm like can't 
wait to dive into it properly and start to highlight a note and everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, so the rapid fire questions. Um, one, what is your favorite quote? Wow. Oh gosh. There's probably so many, but they're all kind of blanking on me. <laughs> okay. Come back to me on that one. It'll come. All right. Cool. So next one tailors into what we've already spoken about, but what is your favorite book? Ah, I love the, <laughs> the Game of Life and How to Play It by uh, Florence Chauville Shin, I think it is. Okay. Um, she's great. Um, gosh, there's so many though. I mean, oh, I am my. just every day I'm like, oh my gosh, this is an amazing book. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll link to that in the show notes. I'll find it. Um, and the last question is, what is something that the listeners can do or focus on this week in order to get them closer to being a successful entrepreneur and living on their terms? Learn who their kismet client is. Pull up their birth chart. Look at the 12th house. Look at what signs are there and, uh, and, and use those signs to create an archetype um, or an essence is the better it's because it's not a demographic it's not if they're married or single it's a it's a it's a feeling and if you can even if you don't know what those signs mean just google them like what what is a virgo like you know what is a leo like what is a capricorn like and then go oh i never thought of my kismet clients as you know people that are really go-getters or whatever those characteristics are and once you know that everything else is going to be a lot easier because I feel like that's usually the missing piece of that it, most people have in business is why they, they don't actually know who they're serving. Yeah. How fascinating. I'll go and look mine up now as well. That's super interesting. So um, did that quote come back to you or do you want to yes. say? Yes. Okay. Us? So Socrates, okay. Um, the unexamined life is a life not worth living. So good. So to wrap up, where can the listeners find you? Holisticfashionista.com. Perfect. We have a print magazine and lots of articles written from our contributors to help everybody along their journey from all different types of topics. So we do have business coaches. We've got, you know, spirituality, wellness people. It's just, it's really a lifestyle that we've got going on over there. So lots of beautiful souls. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. It has been so nice to talk to you and you've really provided so much value and, and insights for the listeners. So thanks again for coming on. Thank you, Martine. You're an excellent interviewer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening in today. If you enjoy this episode, please share it with anyone who would benefit from listening in. As always, please leave a review five stars for good karma and if you think we need more mindfulness and spirituality in business if you're interested in coaching with me head on over to my website and schedule a free discovery call finally if you have any inquiries or you would like to interview me on your show shoot me an email details are in the show notes over at my website martinathompson.com have an amazing week cheers guys